so lonely I don't know what to do but dream of you Just dream of you Dreams don't come true Still I can't keep from dreaming dreams of you That's all I do Just dream of you There once was a time when I called you mine Then I lost you and with you gone Life no longer seems half so fine So I sit here blue and so lonely There's nothing left to do but dream Just dream of you
that she would leave me someday But now there's nothing I can do or can say I'm all alone, I might have known it I thought she loved me like a sweet mama should She got ambitious and she left me for good I'm just as lost as any babes in the wood Since my best gal turned me down I never knew my gal would do me that way Oh, I never, never thought she'd leave me someday But now there's nothing I can do or can say I'm all, all alone, oh, might, might have known I thought she loved me like her sweet mama should She got ambitious and she left me for good I'm just as lost as any babes in the wood Since my best gal turned me down Since my best gal turned me down Turned me down Since my best gal turned me down Turned me down Since my best gal turned me down Well, thank you very much. You're listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are on WETF, The Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana. And uh, today we're going to be focusing on a particular band, and that band is Jimmy Lunsford's band. Jimmy Lunsford led a big band uh, throughout the 1930s and through the first half of the 1940s. Uh, he was a uh, actually a teacher. He had gone to Fisk University in Nashville. He had become an, uh, what we would today call a physical education teacher in a local high school, and during that time he had put a band together. This was in the mid-1920s, and uh, that band ultimately turned into the Jimmy Lunsford Band. He had several players in his earliest group that stayed with him pretty much for the life of the band, including uh, Eddie Wilcox on piano, Mose Allen on bass, and Willie Smith on alto sax. Willie Smith was kind of the standout of the band, uh, doing solos on alto and clarinet and singing, and also doing arrangements early in the band's career. There's so much great Lunsford stuff, I uh, limited it to uh, the Decca recordings. The band recorded for Decca from 1934 up through 1938, and then they returned to them in the early 40s. But I'm going to concentrate on that first um, four, four and a half years or so of the Decca period. And there's still so much in there, I decided to split it into two programs. And we are listening today to my second Lunsford program. The first one is on my podcast station, uh, which is... uh, on anchor.fm if you're interested it's called the jazz focus and uh you can get it on spotify apple all those different places and uh that's uh the lunsford uh stuff uh from different arrangers i decided to split this up via arrangers because the lunsford band was really uh driven by the great arrangements that were um provided to that group it had some good soloists including willie smith and a little bit later trummy young on trombone but um it was the arrangements that were the star of this band. They were a very precise organization. They uh, weren't like the usual African-American big bands that relied on solos and, and rhythm and uh, fast dancing and things like that. This was a very sophisticated band that was really a show band. They would play in theaters. They would back acts. They were very uh, showmanship-oriented. They would you know throw their horns up in the air and catch them on the way down. Most of the band had something else they did as part of the show, whether they were singers or comedians or dancers or something like that, and the band was really renowned for its success in those areas. So rather than do a chronological uh, approach to this band, as I said, I decided to break it up according to a ranger. The first uh, Lunchford program that I mentioned that we did uh, was uh, 
some of the earlier arrangers, Eddie Wilcox, the piano player, who was really uh, an excellent ballad arranger, and Willie Smith uh, did a whole bunch of early arrangements that were very good and show-offy for the saxophone section. This band had a saxophone section that was second to none during the big band era. Also, we heard some Eddie Durham arrangements. Eddie Durham was out of Kansas City, played trombone and uh, amplified guitar, and he did some terrific swing arrangements. Today's program is going to focus on a single arranger, the man who was arguably the architect of the style of the Lunsford Band, and his name was Cy Oliver. Cy Oliver uh, was born in 1910 in Battle Creek, Michigan. He was raised in a very musical family. He learned uh, a lot of technical music uh, and and performance uh, early in his life. He was a piano player uh, in some ways, but his real instrument uh, when he was playing was trumpet, and we're going to hear him quite a lot coming up. In fact, uh, he takes the first solo on the first tune that we heard, which was called Dream of You, and that was a tune that he wrote, and as I said, he did all of the arrangements. He tended to uh, be given the swingier, faster arrangements uh, as the time went on uh, in this band, but the first two things we heard were much more mellow and demonstrated some of his abilities in terms of tone quality and how he could really get the best out of uh, this band, and the most, I should say. Dream of You was kind of a, a... down and groovy ballad, I would have to say, and it featured his muted playing. Oliver didn't consider himself a great soloist, and he even said later on that he would arrange pieces sort of around his solos and maximize what he could do as a soloist. He also sang on that number. He had a kind of a uh, breathy style of singing that was very popular. The second tune was Since My Best Gal Turned My Down Since My Best Gal Turned Me Down, better known for the Bix Beiderbeck version. This was again a kind of a slow and groovy ballad performance that featured the Lunchford Trio. This was a uh, vocal trio that featured Oliver, Willie Smith, and trumpet player Eddie Tompkins. And Tompkins also takes a little solo in there as well, as does Eddie Wilcox, the piano player. And both of those uh, tunes were recorded for DECA in 1934. These were from the first sessions of uh, the DECA band recordings. Lunsford had recorded uh, for Victor and uh, done some one-off recordings earlier than that, uh, 1933 and back to the late 1920s as well. But this was the band that opened at the Cotton Club in in 1934 and became uh, his primary orchestra and the band that we think of when we think of the Jimmy Lunsford experience. So we're going to play uh, a fairly long set coming up of all different Oliver tunes uh, or arrangements of tunes and this should really uh, give a, a good cross-section of the different things that he was able to achieve with these arrangements. We're going to hear four or five times which was a bluesy tune from the 1920s then we're going to hear My Blue Heaven, the uh, the famous Walter Donaldson tune that uh, was a big hit for Gene Austin in the 1920s. This is also going to feature the trio and some fine baritone sax work. Next up is Organ Grinder's Swing, kind of a, a, uh, a childlike tune that Ella Fitzgerald had a hand in writing, and uh, her recording of that with the Chick Webb Band was the big hit. But this is a very different one that has a kind of a, of a down-and-dirty blues flavor to it. Then we're going to hear a tune from 1927 called Muddy Water uh, that had to do with the Mississippi Flood. This was originally a Bing Crosby vocal, his first solo vocal with the Paul Whiteman band. We're going to hear the trio again and uh, some very, uh, very, very good solos in there as well. We're going to end up that set with a... Uh, tune from uh, this period called He Ain't Got Rhythm, and this will feature tenor saxophonist Joe Thomas, both playing and singing. And all of these are Cy Oliver arrangements. I'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, when we finish this set. So there we are, four or five times, My Blue Heaven, Organ Grinders Swing, Muddy Water, and He Ain't Got Rhythm. 
see a smiling face, fireplace, mmm, cozy room, little nestled nestles where oh nestled nestles where the roses bloom. Molly and me, baby makes three, stuffed is there and it's mellow in my, mellow in my blue heaven. Molly and me, we're happy, just we three.
just God's own shelter Down on the delta Muddy water in my shoes I'm rocking to the low-down blues They live in ease and comfort there I declare Been away a year today to roam Oh, wander and roam I don't care, it's muddy there Weedy, 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 water still is my home Whoa, my toes turn Dixie way Round, round, round the delta Let me stay, my heart cries out for mud, muddy water Mmm, fishy Mmm, white rock Mmm, Pluto No, muddy water night he sits in the house alone cause he ain't got rhythm every night he sits there and wears a frown he attracted some attention when he found the fourth dimension but he ain't got rhythm so no one's with him the loneliest man in town a lonely man is he bending over his books his wife and family Keeps giving him the dirty look Cause he ain't got rhythm When they call him up It's to call him down With the daring aviator He encircled the equator But he ain't got rhythm So no one's with him The loneliest man in town
So there we have Jimmy Lunsford and Cy Oliver. Cy Oliver's arrangements for the Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra. Uh, that set was between 1935 and up to 1937. We finished up with an Irving Berlin tune called He Ain't Got Rhythm. I had forgotten that was an Irving Berlin tune. Featuring Joe Thomas on tenor sax and vocals. Joe Thomas was uh, part of the Lunsford band from its uh, early recording days. He was a really uh, booting tenor sax player. He tended to play very emotionally and with a very raw sound sometimes, which was in uh, contrast to the saxophone section, uh, which he still managed to fit into somehow. Willie Smith, the leader of the sax section, was a very precise player in his solos and his insistence on rehearsals and uh, how the uh, saxophone section played uh, their parts together. And that's what I said made probably the greatest sax section of any big band from the 1930s. Uh, Joe Thomas actually took over the Lunsford band when Lunsford died in uh, the uh, late 19. 1940s, 1947 or so, and he kept the band going for a few years, he and Eddie Wilcox, the piano player. So we started out with four or five times from 1935. All these uh, Cy Oliver arrangements, Cy Oliver sings on most of the tunes uh, that I haven't uh, credited to someone else. He does four or five times. Most of the trumpet solos are, uh, if it's played open, uh, by Eddie Tompkins, who also sings in the trio. The muted trumpet solos are by Cy Oliver, as I mentioned, that was kind of uh, his specialty in the band, instrumentally speaking. Trombone solos are by uh, Russell Bowles, if there are any, and there weren't too many until Trummy Young joined the band, which we'll see in the next set. Uh, Willie Smith plays the clarinet solos and the alto solos for the most part. As I said, Joe Thomas on tenor, Eddie Wilcox on uh, piano, and Celesta on a couple of the numbers. Al Norris plays guitar and violin. We'll hear him. We heard him on the second tune, "My Blue Heaven," uh, behind the vocal in there, and also Willie Smith playing a baritone sax solo in that case. The uh, real baritone sax player in the band was Earl Carruthers. He played most of the section parts. Occasionally, as on uh, the fourth tune, Muddy Water, we'll hear uh, the two baritone saxes together, which really gave a, a punch to the band. Uh, this band... Uh, featured a lot of playing in two-beat, which was often considered corny or society band style, but Oliver especially knew how to make that two-beat feel really work, and especially when, towards the end of arrangements, he would go into a 4-4 swing. It, it was really a very powerful effect. Uh, as I said, we heard My Blue Heaven uh, after four or five times. That featured the Lunchford Trio, some violin and some Willie Smith baritone sax. Organ Grinder's Swing, very creative arrangement of a very simple tune in that case. Heard some excellent uh, Earl Carruthers baritone sax there. And we get to contrast the two trumpet players, Eddie Tompkins playing open and Cy Oliver playing muted. Then... Muddy Water, uh, that tune from the 19, late 1920s, uh, that was from 1936, this Lunsford uh, recording featuring the Lunsford trio and the vocals and some excellent solos. Eddie Tompkins especially stands out on that one in his trumpet solo. And then, as I said, we finished up with He Ain't Got Rhythm featuring Joe Thomas. Of special mention also in this band is the drummer, Jimmy Crawford, who was uh, a fantastic percussionist, not just a drummer. He uh, was an excellent reading musician. In fact, he was one of the first African-American musicians to uh, be hired to play in Broadway pit bands in the, I think, in the late 1940s, early 1950s, and that uh, speaks to his uh, abilities quite quite plainly. He was a, an outstanding drummer and really the perfect drummer for this band. He also did a lot of jazz sessions uh, as well. He features on quite a number of podcasts that I've done and radio shows, the Fletcher Henderson Reunion Big Band, the Edmund Hall Sextet with Louis Armstrong, lots of others as well. 
So we're going to play another set here of Cy Oliver's arrangements for the Jimmy Lunsford Band from 1937 on. Uh, I neglected to mention on that last tune, He Ain't Got Rhythm, we also heard a little bit of Eddie Durham playing amplified steel guitar. Uh, that features more on the Eddie Durham arrangements, which we heard in our first uh, Jimmy Lunsford podcast. You might go check that out. Shortly after this, in the summer of 1937, uh, Durham went to the Count Basie Band. He still uh, provided some arrangements for the Lunsford man, uh, but he uh, was uh, better featured as an arranger and also as a player uh, on guitar with the Basie band for a couple of years. So the next few tunes we're going to hear uh, really run the gamut of, of styles and uh, uh, yearly provenance, I guess. We're going to hear a tune uh, from the 1920s, usually thought to be kind of a sweet tune, Linger a While, and that will feature uh, the vocalist, the sweet vocalist of the Lunsford Band, a man named Dan Grissom, who sang in a tenor that sometimes went up into a falsetto. He also played saxophone. He was a good musician, could play in the saxophone section as well. So linger a while. Then we're going to go to a 1910s ragtime tune called Raggin' the Scale, and uh, this really features Oliver's creativity uh, at its peak, I think. Uh, it's a very chromatic tune, shifts around quite a bit, um, and he uses saxophone section, the clarinet section, muted brass. He, he has an amazingly inventive arrangement. Some of these arrangements that he did and that the others for the Lunsford Band did probably had to be edited for recordings. These recordings were on... Um, 10-inch 78 RPM records, which only allowed about three minutes of music, and some of these arrangements, we're told, would go on five or six minutes, so you have to wonder what ended up on the cutting room floor with some of these. Then we're going to go to a classic Cy Oliver tune called For Dancers Only, which was recorded by the Tommy Dorsey Band a few years later. Um, this is a good out-and-out -out swing uh, arrangement with a an interplay between the sections, which is a little more common uh, to the big band era. So this is Cy Oliver sort of doing a, 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 a an up-to-date swing arrangement. Then on the last two tunes of this session, we're going to feature the newcomer, Trummy Young on trombone. Trummy Young had been playing with the Earl Hines Band in the mid-30s. He was a, a, a superior technical trombone player. He had a range that could uh, compete with Tommy Dorsey's high notes uh, for the trombone register, and uh, he shows off his playing here. He was also an out-and-out -out jazz man. He uh, left uh, Lunsford in the early 40s to go with Benny Goodman and uh, ended up playing for about 10 years with the Louis Armstrong All stars, where he not only played trombone, but he also sang and clowned with Louie, and that uh, showmanship was honed in the Lunsford Band. He was one of the big attractions of uh, the Lunsford Band stage shows and recordings from the time he joined. And we're going to hear two tunes to feature him. We're going to hear Annie Laurie, the traditional Scottish tune, and Margie. And Margie... Uh, goes back to the early 1920s. It'll feature Trummy Young on a vocal and a trombone solo. It'll feature an alto sax player named Ted Buckner, not to be confused with Teddy Buckner, the trombone player. And um, Willie Smith, as I said, was the lead alto in this band and played most of the solos, but there were occasional times when some of the other players would be featured. And Ted Buckner was a very good jazz alto player, and he got the feature on Margie. So those are our tunes for this set. Linger a while, ragging the scale, for dancers only, Annie Laurie and Margie.
linger a while They whisper I love you So linger a while And when you have gone away Each hour will seem a day I've something to tell you So linger a while
little Margie I'm always thinking of you Margie I'll tell the world I love you Don't forget your oh, promise to me And everything for my whole Margie. You are my inspiration, dear. That's never blue. After all said, done, baby. You, the only one that did it, did There's some driving jazz by the Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra featuring the arrangements of Cy Oliver. Except for the last tune, Margie, which was recorded in 1938, all of the tunes in that set were from 1937, and the Lunsford Band was really at its peak then, uh, with all of these tunes becoming uh, standards uh, in the big band literature, although no band could really copy the Lunsford Band very easily. Cy Oliver was lured away from Lunsford in 1939 to go with Tommy Dorsey's band. Of course, uh, a big uh, white band could pay a lot better than um, any practically any African-American band, so Oliver started doing arrangements um, of swing tunes for Dorsey and really changed the style of that band. He was uh, important in uh, the next phase of the Dorsey Band career when Frank Sinatra joined and Buddy Rich on drums. And Siler stayed with him until the mid-40s or so and then went out on his own and started doing freelance arranging. He arranged for Decca Records. He did a lot of Louis Armstrong's uh, big band uh, things after he had, uh, he, Louis, had gone back to the small group in his live performances. Uh, Oliver also recorded uh, and arranged an album for Frank Sinatra and then had his own band in the 60s and 70s as well. He lived until 1988 he was in his mid to late 70s. He was uh, a very uh, uh, important fellow in the history of jazz, even though his name doesn't get mentioned too much. I think we might be doing a podcast coming up on his arrangements that we haven't covered in the Lunsford band, some of the Dorsey things and the Armstrong things, and probably some of the uh, Lunsford things that we didn't get to, because there are quite a few that are well known that uh, didn't have time to play. Things like Swanee River and on the beach at Bally Bally and the merry-go-round broke down, things like that. Anyway, we started out with Linger a While um, for an older tune featuring a, a smooth vocalist in Dan Grissom. That was a pretty uh, inventive arrangement. Had those uh, three trumpets playing that very uh, 
jazzy uh, filigree after the vocal. Uh, some commentators have said that's a sort of a, a link to bebop. I don't hear bebop in that. I hear more something like the um, uh, arrangements of Bill Chalice for the Gene Gold Kett Band uh, harmonizing the Bix Beiderbeck cornet solos. And uh, in between there, we also heard some uh, Willie Smith on alto sax in there as well. After that, we heard Rag in the Scale, uh, that very interesting chromatic 1915 tune by Edward Claypool, and uh, Oliver really pulls out all the stops on that. Had a long clarinet solo. I'm not exactly sure who it was by. It might have been Willie Smith. Uh, Joe Thomas takes honors on tenor sax on that one. He had a, a really compelling tenor sax style, and he's featured again on Four Dancers Only, which uh, was a big swing tune uh, done by Cy Oliver. As I mentioned, Tommy Dorsey recorded that as well, and I think uh, Harry James did, too. Uh, that also featured a trombone trio, uh, which was a, a Lunsford, uh, I won't say innovation, but a characteristic of the style of the Lunsford band, not only with Cy Oliver's arrangements, but with Eddie Wilcox's as well. And we heard some good alto by Willie Smith, and we're introduced to the high note trumpet playing of Paul Webster. Um, interestingly, Oliver did not use that screaming trumpet style all that much. We are going to hear two or three tunes uh, where he did here, but uh, Edwin Wilcox and Willie Smith did a lot more, used that a lot more uh, with Paul Webster and before that in the earlier band with Tommy Stevenson. Then we heard the two tunes that featured Trummy Young, and speaking of high trumpets, uh, we have a very high trombone uh, tessitura going with Trummy Young, to the point where sometimes it sounds like a trumpet. So you kind of had to have a higher trumpet if you were going to follow Trummy Young's trombone solo. We heard Annie Laurie, which featured, again, Joe Thomas and Trummy Young, and Paul Webster as well, and finished up with Margie, with um, Teddy Buckner on alto sax and uh, Trummy Young singing and playing the climactic trombone solo. So we hope you've enjoyed this Lunsford program, Jimmy Lunsford and his orchestra, one of the best bands of the big band era, not mentioned too much today, largely because it wasn't solo-driven the way, for example, Ellington or Basie's band, uh, you could say, were, um, but very musical. For a, for a show band, they never sacrificed their musicality. Endlessly interesting for those of us who are uh, into the arrangement as much as the soloist. So we're going to hear two more Cy Oliver arrangements for you. These are from uh, about 1938-39. This is from the last DECA session before the band went over to Columbia. Someday we'll have to do a, a, a little dip into their Columbia recordings and their later DECA recordings as well. We're going to hear By the River St. Marie, which is a very sweet song, uh, but features some great saxophone playing in the section and um, Willie Smith on alto. Then we're going to finish up with a very innovative arrangement of Sweet Sue, a song from about 1928, usually, or at that time, done as a ballad, but then uh, taken up-tempo in the 30s by swing bands. Here it sort of meets the middle ground and features Trummy Young, as well as the saxophones on here, and some very interesting harmonic shifts in the melody that Trummy Young is playing as well. So, you've been listening to WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. Hope you've enjoyed this program, and you will continue to join us when you can find us here on WETF. I left her by the river St. Marie we pledged our love until eternity Along the pebbled pathway from her door 
We kissed and then we kissed again and parted on the shore. The Angelus rang out upon the sea. I saw her kneel and say a prayer for me. When winter's gone and spring comes on, I'll meet her by the river St. Marie. Just 